this content factory we call The Rich Eisen Show. This is The Rich Eisen Show. And if you don't have a, a sense of excitement about this, I don't know what you're here for. The Rich Eisen Show. I can't tell you enough how much I love your show. With guest hosts Ben Lyons and Ryan Leaf. Boom! Live. Boom! From the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The Rich Eisen brand is really hot. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and now, sitting in for Rich. We're ready for any challenge. Here's Ben Lyons and Ryan Leaf. Hour two today. We appreciate you rocking out with us. Ben Lyons and Ryan Leaf filling in for Rich Eisen. Thursday night, big NBA game. We've got the Lakers, the Nets, TNT. A little sting out of it with the AD injury last night, but first time we get to see Durant and, and LeBron go at it on their new squad. So very much looking forward to that. But in the meantime, excited to have this next guy in the show. He just won a Super Bowl, so he doesn't need a big introduction. It's Donovan Smith from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Congratulations. How are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Doing well. Uh, before we get to actual football stuff, I saw, I saw on your Twitter that you've been looking for the best Mexican food down in Tampa Bay. Any luck? Nah, uh, I actually, actually, I've gotten some good responses. Um, I just haven't uh, checked them out yet. So, well, what the that's, best? That's to be determined. You say only ask for the best. You're a Super Bowl champion. So you need to have the best burrito. Everything's elevated now. How has your life changed? How are you emotionally different than you were eight days ago, nine days ago? Oh man, I think I'm pretty much the same. Uh, I don't think much has changed. I think I'm still riding on my little high uh, from from winning a week ago. Um, so, yeah, you know, just soaking it in. But, you know, as of now, just really just spending time with the family. Do you have a sort of, uh, an idea of the perspective of what it was like playing in a season like this, having to do all the things surrounding the protocol of, of, of COVID-19, um, you know, being with your family, but yet still knowing that you have to, uh, you know, protect everybody at work and uh, so you can play and get to a point where you win a championship. Just what – Give us some perspective on what this season was like in terms of uh, playing NFL football because this was, you know, what your fourth or fifth year, and uh, it had to have been completely different, but so worthwhile with what ultimately came to fruition. Yeah, so no, it's just uh, take your typical, you know, sports team locker room and just split it up the best way you can think. Um, you know, everybody got to be spread out. Everybody wasn't allowed to be uh, together. Um and whatnot, you know, you're having to eat outside all the time, two people at a table, you know, you used to be able to sit, you know, six people at a table and stuff like that and just, you know, hang out and chill. But, you know, at the end of the day, it was just a commitment that, you know, the guys and, you know, not only the, the, the guys, the families, you know, did for the season. And, uh, you know, obviously it, it showed, you know, to be able to, do this for a whole, you know, 17 plus weeks, 20 plus weeks. Um, you know, you just got to commend the guys and, and their families. So Donovan Smith joins the show, Ben Lyons and Ryan Lee filling in for Rich Eisen. Something I love about your story, Donovan, is that you're a tri-state area guy, a Long Island guy. You grew up a big Jets fan. So part yeah. of that means being uh, 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 having some type of emotional feelings, obviously, about TB12 and Tom Brady over the years. How are you able to put your childhood feelings aside and get to work with this guy? But but more importantly, what did you notice at the beginning of the season uh, that made you realize, oh, 
this is why he's the GOAT. Oh, man. Um, yeah, clearly it was easy. Uh, shoot, we, we, we had work, and I, I had a job, he had a job, and we had a job. And that's to get to where we uh, where we got to. Um, you know, as for just realizing, you know, this is this is really Tom Brady, and this is why he's the GOAT. It was instantly, you know, just kind of just how he carried himself um, through the facility. Um, he interacted with everybody, um, and then instantly on practice, you just seen how, you know, he he he, he kind of like. You know, step back. You know, surveyed everything and whatnot. But then he chimed in when he needed to. He let guys be themselves. Nobody felt like they needed to, you know, adjust to anything. And and that's what was, what was great. Um. So yeah. Not to get too into what what's what was the biggest difference? Because this team, you know, added a few pieces. Don't get me wrong. But what was the biggest difference? In terms of that 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 senior leadership of sorts with Tom Brady, then maybe that that Jameis Winston didn't quite bring to the table the last few years because uh, this team was just able to to focus differently and 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 do things to get it done down the stretch. I just think that the guys just you know uh, understood what was being asked of them um, from from the coaching staff, BA, and everybody, and really honed in on what those things were. And focus on their job, not not trying to do too much, not trying to do you know too little. Focus on your job, only that, and everything else will take care of itself. Um, because you know football is a team sport, so you know if it's a, a, a eleven guys are doing their job, you know winning their one on ones, doing what they're supposed to do, the outcome is going to be you know in your favor. So you know really just the team just playing confident and and, and knowing who we who we want to be and, and the type of swagger we want to play with. Donovan Smith joining the show, Super Bowl champion with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ben Lyons and Ryan Leaf filling in for Rich Eisen. Uh, a little earlier on the show, Donovan, Ryan was talking about how he grew up a diehard Chicago Cubs fan, and he couldn't even enjoy their World Series run because he was so stressed out and it was, it was so intense for him. So he's hoping they can get back to the World Series so he can actually be present and have fun with it as a fan. Now that you are a Super Bowl champion, it's something every football player chases their entire life. Obviously, you're still celebrating, but do you have a different approach to the rest of your career, to next season, and what are some of your personal goals and team goals, or is it right back on the horse? Um, no, I think it's I think it's pretty much the same. Um, you know, I, I feel like at least you know with myself, or I feel like you know any team, you prepare the same way. I feel like everybody's goal is is to make it to the Super Bowl. You know, that's why you play. That's why you go out there, you compete 16 weeks and, and have a chance to make it into the playoffs to, to make it to the big game. So, you know, um, everything's going to stay the same. Take it, take your time, you know, rest, relax, and then, uh, you know, get back going. But I feel like the mentality is the same every year. The lituation. That's what you referenced the, the, <laughs> this parade to be. Just it looked like a blast. I mean, in a year where we were we've been so limited in what we got to see in terms of, uh, you know, the, the virus and and everything like that. But to be out on the water in Tampa, just tell everybody what the experience of that that parade was and the celebration with your teammates in your city uh, when winning the championship. Oh man, it was a hell of an experience. Um, you know, uh, for for short notice as it was. Uh, the turnout was ridiculous, um, you know, and it, it felt good just to be able to go out there and and celebrate. I think that's for me when it set in that, 
you know, we we were a chance. We won the Super Bowl. When we got out there and we seen the city, you know, behind us and, and supporting us and, and cheering us on, uh, and, and the team just being able to just celebrate, you know, together. Because, like I said, throughout the year, you make all these sacrifices and stuff. And uh, because of COVID, it's not a normal year, so you ain't have your online dinners or, uh, you know, stuff like that. So to be able to just, you know, let your hair down, relax, be on the water, enjoy the great weather um, with your guys and, and celebrate it, it was huge. I feel like Tom Brady also showed great leadership in that moment because he took the brunt of it with the avocado tequila and the video of him stumbling. Like, all you guys could go have the lituation and TB12 is going to get all the attention. So who, who's, who's really enjoying this Super Bowl? Who's having the most fun with this Super Bowl, you think? Everybody. Um, uh, the city, uh, individually, I am, everybody on the team, the staff, um, everybody's talking about you. Uh, you know, so you, you embrace it, and, and it feels good, you know, because obviously you put the work in, all the hard work throughout the years, throughout the season, um, with your guys and stuff. It uh, It's all paid off, and, and, you know, you get recognized for it, so. I think everybody's enjoying it. Are people coming out of the woodwork? Are there old friends from high school? Are you getting strange endorsement opportunities already besides the request to come on the Rich Eisen show with Ben Lyons and Ryan Leaf today? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we, we definitely get more endorsements and stuff going. But uh, obviously, it's just it's just more so, you know, people who, you know, you, you grew up with or, or, you know, passed by in life and whether they knew who you were or wasn't. You know, now they know. They're like, oh, I remember this person, you know, kids from elementary school, middle school. Oh, we had class together and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. Everybody come out of everywhere. It just, it, that just shows you the impact that, that you know, as professional athletes uh, we, we have. So, Let's look at the couple of games this year that were, you know, the, the losses to, to the New Orleans Saints, I think, is the is the greatest example of your guys' perseverance and what you were able to accomplish this year, right? The the second one in Tampa was an absolute blowout. And then to regroup as a team, uh, put a scheme together and go back into New Orleans in the playoffs, uh, I think established and gave everybody on that team the confidence going into the NFC Championship that we're capable of doing this and we're capable of being champions. Talk to us about uh, that turnaround, to, to lose in the fashion that you did during the regular season and then to play – and win that divisional game in New Orleans that kind of changed the perspective of, of, of your team? Yeah, no, um, I think, you know, uh, like I say, you just got to compliment the guys and just be able to not not let emotions and, and stuff, they were a divisional opponent, you know, be this twice in the year. Um, you know, not letting that that take over the moment and, and what needed to be done. Um, we understood that, you know, they were a good team. But, you know, we were a better team, and we just had to make sure we played our style of ball, didn't want to make any mistakes, and, you know, we were going to come out on top. And, you know, that's kind of been the, the, the theme um, since then. You know, a lot of guys were able to just check in on themselves, you know, uh, on how they play, fix it, you know, at the, at the what, bye week uh, turnaround, and, you know, we, we started rolling from there. Donovan Smith, Super Bowl champion from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, joining the show. Ben Lyons and Ryan Leaf filling in for Rich Eisen. And 
Before we let you go here, Donovan, just want to ask you, you know, I love seeing on your Twitter that not only did you say you went to Penn State, but you say Penn State degree, a Penn State graduate, something you're obviously very proud of. A lot of football still left in front of you, but have you thought about life after football? And now that you're a Super Bowl champion, the doors that that might be able to open for you? Uh, no, not yet. I still got a lot more money to make on the field. <laughs> I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm still young. You feel me? I'm, I might be, you know, six years in, going on my seventh year next year. But you know, my my body and everything, I'm feeling real good. So I still got a lot more money to make before I make that decision. Go and get it, man. Go and get it. <laughs> That's great. Well, congratulations. Enjoy this time in your life. It's very special, obviously. And, uh, yeah, man, thank you for taking some time out from the lituation to join us. Oh, yeah, no doubt, fellas. Appreciate y'all having me. Donovan Smith joining the show. Uh, man, what an honest answer to say, no, I'm not thinking about life after football. I'm just trying to go out and get paid and play right now. I really appreciate that. I appreciate it because <laughs> it's the absolute – I mean, come on now. To be paid the amount of money that you get paid now to play professional football and – for all the things that people talk about, the sacrifice and the injuries, and the, all, I'm just like, hey, come on. Uh, you get paid just an absorbent amount of money to play a child's game, and he f- flat out, flat out knows it. He flat out understands it, and I love that he is so real that he can just be like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this as long Keep as they're going to let me do it. As well me? you should, man. Yeah. You know, And you know, it's interesting, Ryan, too, in talking with him, he has maybe the most important position in all of the NFL from the NFL's perspective, because from like big business, he's guarding and protecting Tom Brady. Yeah. It's the best. It's, it's the best business because you get Tom Brady, but it's also probably the most stressful because, you know, if I I can't let the guy uh, end the goat's career on my, on my watch. Right. Right. If I miss my assignment, he can't just go save me and make some crazy Lamar Jackson run here and, and save the day. But just from the, the NFL's point of view, a healthy Tom Brady on the field this year was one of the big selling points for them and uh, of the season, one of the, one of the big storylines of the season that came to fruition as ch- the championship. So from an NFL's point of view, he's one of their most important employees. It's been the, it's been the story of, of Tom Brady's career, and it's for the NFL too. Is the fact that their best players can stay on the field, right? It just it just has when you had you know a couple of years ago Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger and guys that were you know out because of injuries. The one constant in all of this has been Tom Brady. Over the twenty one years of his career, he's missed one year entirely, pretty much because of an ACL tear, and then he didn't play uh, most of his rookie year. So nineteen of the seasons, nineteen of the last twenty one seasons. Their star has been able to play all 16 games and be at the forefront winning seven out of 10 championships. I mean, it's just... And then go playing another two or three seasons worth or even more of, 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 play, of playoff games and postseason games to add on top of the 21-year career. Right. It's LeBron James-esque. You know, LeBron James plays every single season and then plays every single playoffs and most likely ends up in the finals for the last you know, 18, what is it, 15 years or 18 years or something like that. So, I mean, this is, this is, you know, when your stars, your stars are your stars for a reason. And if they stay out on the, on the court and they stay out on the football field, they're, they're printing money for you. So that's who you have to prop up and, and, and how you, and who you have to back in all of this. No, I said at the top of the segment too, the idea that this game on Thursday night, which is probably the most anticipated NBA regular season game so far of the Nets and Lakers out here at Staples, 
Um, some of the shine kind of comes off it a little bit with the news of Anthony Davis uh, re-aggravating that Achilles. Uh, d- doubtful that he'll play on Thursday. It sounds like he's going to be out for, for a few weeks. And, yeah, availability is uh, one of the most uh, valuable skill sets any athlete or employee can have for an organization or, or, or you know, whoever it is you're working for. Just being available is, is a huge deal. Um, so, yeah, Donovan Smith – uh, you know, with that, with that uh, incredible job of keeping Tom Brady available and healthy all year long. My dad was saying it when we were watching the game. He goes, he doesn't get hit. He doesn't. He doesn't look like he's in trouble ever. He doesn't look well, flustered, the, and that's another a huge thing about advantage for him. Yeah, another thing about all that is that he's he he understands the game so well. He he gets the ball out of his hand so quick. And I want I, probably something I could ask Donovan Smith, like as a left tackle, knowing that you got a speed rusher on the outside, and all you have to do is push him up. The, just try to get, a, get that left hand extended, push him up the field about you know four or five yards to make him make a huge loop around to get to Tom Brady. That ball's going to be out of there. Uh, it, he's just so good at it. He knows where he needs to go with the football. He understands that the only risk that he takes in this situation is if he doesn't turn it over, right? If he doesn't turn it over and if he doesn't hold on to the football. And that's... That's what's so great about what he's been doing is he gets rid of the football. Philip Rivers, the reason why Indianapolis was so good and got to where they were going is because Philip Rivers got the ball out faster than anybody in the league this year. And that's a guy that's played you know, 18 years as well. So you figure it out. You figure out what gets your sustainability in this league and what keeps you keeps you clean, what keeps that uniform clean. Well, and if you're Tom Brady, too, you take care of guys like Donovan Smith. Something tells me he's uh, had a nice season there down in Tampa getting the kickbacks from TB12 as they've gone on to win the Super Bowl. So we appreciate him calling in the show. Coming up at uh, 11 o'clock here on the West Coast, 2 o'clock back east, we're going to have the legend, Dr. Clapper, head of C- uh, orthopedic surgery for Cedar sinai He's going to come on and break down all this Anthony Davis-Achilles talk uh, that's really just sort of taken over the NBA universe today. We'll talk a little hoops Coming up next with Ryan Leaf, Ben Lyons filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is 
unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. thought about life after football and now that you're a Super Bowl champion the doors that that might be able to open for you uh, no not yet I still got a lot more money to make on the field <laughs> I'm still I'm, I'm still young you feel me I'm, I might be you know six years in going on my seventh year next year but you know my, my body and everything I'm feeling real good so I still got a lot more money to make before I make that decision that was Donovan Smith, Super Bowl champion. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons and Ryan Leaf filling in for Rich. Happy birthday, Cooper Eisen. Just saw on Rich's Instagram that it's his son's 10-year-old birthday. That's Ten a big years deal. Old. Double yeah. digits. It's getting real. My son's just uh, just turned three uh, the other day. Um, so, yeah, it, it goes fast. Well, that's real for other reasons, too. But congratulations to Cooper. A happy birthday. I hope he's enjoying some time with dad and, and not listening to us. I hope he's not doing that on his 10-year-old birthday. I hope he's out no, there I'm, getting it. I'm sure they're, uh, they're enjoying their, their time off with their dad, who just, you know, Rich is just a, a, one of the hardest-working people in, in broadcasting, right, with what all he does with the NFL Network and with his show here and, and well-deserved time off. That's for sure. Absolutely. And we appreciate the opportunity to be able to hang out with all of you for the next few days. Ryan will be here today, tomorrow, and Wednesday, uh, getting benched for Kirk Morrison on Thursday, Friday. I've never been a closer. You know, I've never been a guy that has the, the stamina to get, get the job done down the stretch. But I will give you all I got for three days. I, I will. I, I know it. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, in the, in the era of analytics, I am one of the greatest starters out there because I know my place. I know that I'm not going to get into the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings, right? So Kirk Morrison gets to get the, you know, the tap on the right arm, and and away he goes, and and uh, and and he'll close it down, and and you're you'll you'll get the win this week, man. And, and it's perfect win. for you that you're of this era because now starting pitchers only have to go like three and a half innings, four right, innings. Right. That's all you need out of them. Hey, I'm not. I may not be as as. Good as I once was, but I'm I'm good once or at least three days as I ever was. All right, let's well, do it. I know you're good on the NBA as well. We've been talking a lot of NFL obviously today, and we had Donovan Smith on from the Super Bowl champs, and you and Jerry were getting into it with Daniel Jones and and the Giants. But I do want to switch gears and talk a little hoops here because it felt like last night, the first Sunday without football since September, uh, since August, that. The NBA took a real you know, advantage of the opportunity by having a great doubleheader with Damian Lillard and Luka going at it with Portland and Dallas. And then the nightcap, which saw, unfortunately, Anthony Davis go down with that re-aggravating of the Achilles, which I think the entire basketball world woke up this morning holding their breath because talk about a, a shift in the balance of power. If AD is out for any significant amount of time or indefinitely, then it's just the wild, wild west for real out west because the Lakers uh, will have to fill a, a, a massive hole. Where do, where do your basketball allegiances lie for audiences who know you, obviously, for your work as a quarterback and talking pro and college football? I know you're a hooper. Where, what's your back, basketball background? I, I wanted to be a basketball player. I, that, was, that was my favorite sport. It really was. I was, 
you know, but growing up in Montana, you're six foot six, uh, you know, point guard. It's 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 a weird dynamic. But it was a, in my recruiting. It was a big part of like when I went and visited on my recruiting trips for football. I said, hey, I'm going to play basketball too, so that has to be okay for me to come. And and sure enough, I did. You know, I went. All the teams allowed it to be the case at Washington State. Kevin Eastman was the head coach. Kelvin Sampson had just left and went to Oklahoma. I got a chance to play on that first team uh, in '94, where UCLA and the O'Bannon, you know, O'Bannon uh, uh, O brothers and uh, J.R. Henderson and, and and Tyus Edney and all, that whole crew they they won the national championship that year. I got to witness that firsthand on how that played out. So basketball is a huge part of my life, and I and I I feel like for the longest time I was it it's what influenced me more than anything. Jalen Rose was like my I wanted to be Jalen Rose. I cut my hair like him. I wore my the, my shorts down, hanging off my butt. I had my uh, you know black socks and everything. And it was a, he was a tall point guard, so that's who I wanted to be. So that's how I was influenced. As my career has gone on, you know, of course, you you matriculate more towards the sport you're part of. But NBA basketball for me is uh, is something that I that I've always paid attention to. And you're exactly right. Football ended this last weekend, and so there were options, right? I, I I was looking at around it on the on the dial and watching for TV this last weekend, and so, uh, you know, Pebble Beach is where I went. I went and I just, but I watched how Jordan Spieth was a going again, cough up a, a second fifty four hole lead, and I just couldn't I couldn't deal with it. I shut it off after he bogeyed a I think fifteen, and I was like I can't do this. So I missed the eagle putt uh, by the eventual winner and Daniel Berger, but. Uh, and then the Daytona 500, which kept getting postponed, postponed, postponed. So what's next, right? The NBA. And it was at the forefront. Um, now, my team of choice are the Seattle Supersonics, which don't exist anymore. So therefore, people assume that I must watch the Thunder. No, that's not the truth. I am going to be an NBA fan until my Supersonics are back in Seattle. That's the way this works. I was surprised to see how, how well the Clippers are. Because I haven't really paid much attention. So I'm a, I'm a, living in L.A. here. It's all about the Lakers. I play golf in the morning with John Ireland from time to time, voice of the Lakers. John uh, Ireland playing golf. He's a voice of the Lakers, broadcast the game. But you'll have an early 6.30 first light tee time with John Ireland, and you'll hit a good ball in the second hole, and he'll give you like a second-half broadcast of your shot. Oh, no. When you play with John, it's a play-by-play round of golf with him. And he's become my muse. He was a part of my, my, my four under 68 this, this year. Shot four uh, under at Mountain Gate? This is yes. getting nerdy golf talk for you for a second. Sorry if you'll indulge us. But yeah, really? Sorry, sir. Wow. Yeah, that's eight, serious. Eight birdies, eight birdies, 68. John was my muse. And guess what? Sure enough, the second time we played together, I went out and shot two under 70 with them. So he, think, he thinks I am a unbelievable. I have not shot under par since then, by the way, people. So John Ireland is my muse. Okay, I digress. I'm really, I've been really interested in the Clippers because I just, I'm, wa- I'm waiting for them to get over the top. A year ago with the addition of Paul George, I just thought, okay, uh, but they're sitting at 20-8. and eight. They dismantled the uh, Cavs team, which isn't necessarily that hard, a night ago. But this this situation now in, in Los Angeles with the Lakers, this can, this can open a door. Now, I, I get it. It's the regular season, and it, it doesn't matter uh, in terms of seeding because these teams are going to play in empty arenas around the country anyway. All you got to do is get into the, into the tournament and, and, and let it go. But... I think it could do a, a ton of confidence building if the Lakers kind of just kind of stumble their way around the month of March 
and the Clippers continue to dominate out West, that, that, that may be a big deal for them. It's the worst part about sports. It's the worst part about the NBA. So much of NBA history has unfortunately been defined by injury. You ask Michael Thompson, Clay's dad, the great Laker forward of the late 80s and early 90s, he's convinced to this day, if you ask him, what if James Worthy didn't break his foot in 91? He thinks they would have beat Jordan's first Bulls. Uh, you know, you look at two years ago, Golden State in Toronto, obviously, that whole series defined by injury. And it's a war of attrition oftentimes. Um, it's a reason why playing back-to-back games can, can you know, do a damage on your body. It's, 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 a, it's a marathon from September all the way till deep into June. Um, so, yes, the Lakers injury right now with Anthony Davis does change the season dramatically for all other 29 teams in the league. I don't think it's just a regular season. Like this is when you're talking Achilles and a nagging, re- aggravated Achilles. And we'll have Dr. Clapper on. He's the head of orthopedic surgery here at Cedar Sinai and does a great job of of providing insight into injuries in ways guys like you and I, Ryan, can actually understand. Um, so we'll have him coming up at the bottom at the top of the hour. But then, you know, to your point, the Clippers have an opportunity to to assert their dominance here in the Western Conference. My wife is from Utah, so I called the Jazz my team-in-law. I've been fortunate to watch a lot of Jazz basketball the last few years, and they've been playing as well as anybody this NBA season. So you would have to think this is an opportunity for them to plant their flag in the sand as well. It, again, it's an ugly part of the of the world of sports, injuries, but it has catastrophic consequences. Yeah, and, and the Nuggets took advantage of it last night, right? I mean, that, that's another thing. Like, if, if you have a, a wounded champion out there, teams have to build confidence, and when you have them on the ropes, take advantage of it, and the, and the Nuggets did that uh, last night. Oh, season, is- season-changing win for Denver last night. You try not to put too much on one regular season game. However, a team coming out of the bubble with great expectations, having gone to the Western Conference Finals, they kind of stumbled out of the gate this year. Didn't they have did, that they- same Jamal Murray magic, but a win like last night can really change the, the, the path of their season. Well, the thing about the bubble, too, was that it just – it wasn't the season wasn't you know it was it was finishing a season you weren't it was a, like a, a you know a sprint to the finish last year and i think teams like that and now they know the war of attrition part of what you were talking about they have they have a long ways to go but this is one of those wins that hey you know it 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 was an opportunistic thing for us to happen and we took advantage of it we just we didn't flail in the eyes uh, or in the face of of, of a big game they, uh, they put up a graphic during the, the game last night when it was kind of a blowout, and it was almost like a baseball rain delay. They were just looking for things to talk about, and Richard Jefferson was talking about the MVP race, which is a point of conversation around this time of year when the Super Bowl is over to get people back into basketball. And the traditional names are being thrown around. I think the graphic was the others, assuming just LeBron is the favorite, Joel Embiid and Giannis and KD, but someone not on the list who Richard was making a, a case for, which I think is really interesting when you look at the definition of MVP, is Chris Paul. Chris Paul is somebody who instantly makes your team credible, better, relevant. He did it in Oklahoma. He's doing it in Phoenix. Should Chris Paul be a part of the MVP conversation? Well, I think he should be a part of it. I mean, when we talk about conversation, it's, it's all that. It's conversation. I mean, the guy is just the, the epitome of a leader, point guard has been ever since he left Wake Forest, right? It's, that's been his – there's always been this edge to him that people have kind of gone, do we like Chris Paul? Do we like Chris Paul? I think we like Chris Paul. But do we like Chris Paul? 
And I think that continues with him in terms of, of that edginess. It's just he, it allows him to go from place to place, from stop to stop, and become the leader immediately because of how he works, how he goes about it, what he demands and expects from you on the other side of this. So, yeah, I think that, that he definitely belongs in the conversation. He's not going to be a guy when it's all said and done, no matter how well Phoenix does, is you, if you go, well, he's the MVP of the league, right? I mean, there's the voting will definitely fall into a popularity contest in, in terms of... Well, so much of it is narrative. Like. So much of it is narrative and yep. controlling the storyline. And if LeBron is able to now with AD out, continue to play at a high level every night, assert them as a, you know, have them finish a top three seed in the West, I, I would see LeBron winning an MVP as a great storyline for the NBA. But when you're ac- actually looking at the definition, I was sitting there watching the game last night saying, oh, Richard's onto something here. How can you say anyone's more valuable to a team than Chris Paul? Because I don't like that. That that that's the definition. But people don't ever believe that val, val, you know valuable uh, presence to a team. They think the best player. It should be called the most. Out, it should be like the college uh, final four MVP player right? of the most year. Outsta- yeah. Most outstanding player is mm-hmm. what it was. What it's MOP. Uh, the valuable part um, is is confusing because not to take away that LeBron is very valuable to that team. But I don't know if he's the most valuable part because he's so good that you need valuable parts around like, to make to win a championship. Like Jordan wasn't the most valuable piece to that puzzle in in Chicago. The most valuable piece was when he was able to find uh, like Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman, and th- those were the most valuable pieces. I think Michael Jordan was simply the guy that was just better than everybody else. He was the most outstanding player, but the most valuable part of those teams. weren't Michael Jordan in particular. But the NBA has benefited so much from this player mobility, and I was thinking about that last night, too, when I was watching these games. And again, the NBA taking a real opportunity with football being in the rearview mirror to assert itself now as the sport of national conversation. Um, you know, that, that player mobility, if you, if you were, uh, if you were sent to outer space in the year 2016 and you came back to earth five years later and looked at the NBA, it would be an entirely different landscape. And I think the NBA leans into that. It empowers the players. Mobility is a good thing. And the NFL is just starting to catch up to understanding that, oh, that's what keeps people engaged throughout the off season. That's what keeps people engaged on their team and learning new players and cast of characters. And, and, and I think about that with, with the NBA, and it's, it's fun to see that football starting to catch up in that respect. The diehard fan uh, has taken a while to adjust to this as well because when you draft somebody and you believe he's a part of the, the team, you want that longevity and understanding that there's some loyalty there because of, as a fan, that's who you are. But now the different piece of all of this, which I think is great, is that you have an understanding that, you know, our team could win a championship as a one-off, right? We could we could do it one year and and then crash and burn for the next. I mean, look at the Philadelphia Eagles right now. What what they're going through? They won a championship. Now the fan base is unrealistic in their expectations. Like, hey, you know, you've gotten rid of everybody. The, everybody who's in the in the Philly dam. fans unrealistic. Yeah, no, you don't say, Ryan Leaf. <laughs> so we're in a we're in this no. position now where the fan base is like, hey, let's just let's build the team for the year. And basketball started that. And to your point, football is kind of following suit now. Yeah, and I think it's the reason why you have people talking about all these NFL moves and because player mobility creates more interest in the sport, in the league, in the teams. And ultimately, it's a good thing for the players. They get to play where they want, get paid what they want, play with whom they want to play with, 
with four they want to play with. And, of course, for fans, it gives you a reason to have hope or excitement. And, obviously, the, the NBA benefits from that. So, coming up at, uh, uh, in about 20 minutes, we're going to catch up with Dr. Robert Clapper, who's really going to break down this Anthony Davis aggravated Achilles. And coming up next, Ryan, I want to introduce you to my favorite basketball player in the country right now. What do you got? My, my, when you just talked about yeah. the, the idea of of the mobility part of it, I had this thought about uh, uh, ownership. You know, owners love when they can build their team to be the best, but they get pissed off when people start to try to tell them where they want to go. That's the issue here. It's like this this fight uh, between billionaires and millionaires, and what this is going to pan out to be. We'll get into that next as well as my favorite player in basketball right now. It's Ben Lyons filling in for Rich Eisen with Ryan Leaf here on the Rich Eisen Show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons and Ryan Leaf hanging out here on a Monday. Want to take a quick moment to give a special shout out to Coach Jawan Howard. Like Rich, I too am a Michigan man. And the Michigan Wolverines got a big win last night against Wisconsin. Michigan, Ryan, has been off for like 20-something days because of COVID stuff. They have to go on the road in Madison and they beat a tough Badgers team, come from behind win. Got me fired up for March Madness, which we're actually going to get this year. Yeah, we're actually going to get it. Uh, you know, I I'm one of the I'm, I think I'm one of the limited voices in in there have been some, but I did I didn't think that uh, uh, collegiate sports should have been played this year, in particular in football. I thought it was kind of asinine to uh, expect players who aren't getting compensated to go out and risk their lives and and I think the lives of their families and stuff like that to do this process. And I felt similar about college basketball but as we know it's it's monetary and value right that's what this is all about it's about keeping things going and the fact they didn't have march madness a year ago i asked the question earlier this year to a couple 
you know, college basketball experts. I said, what would it, what would it do to college basketball if it didn't play March Madness again this year? And they said it would, it would be devastating. And so that makes sense. Um, the kids want to play. You, college kids are never going to be like, hey, you know what? I, you know, I don't think this is, I don't think this is probably the right. And this is all they, this is all they live for. And they also think they're going to live forever. You know, I did. I mean, I was 21 years old playing. You know, I, bones had to be coming out of my body, and people had to tell me that I couldn't go back out on the field to not, not play. I'm going to play, and that's what they want to do. So. Uh, March Madness coming back, I think is huge. Only problem is now for me, I'm like, well, I want to. I like tournaments, like you know, the Pac-12, which I'm around a lot, is in uh, in Vegas. It's a great tournament. There's some really good teams from top to bottom. It'd be really fun to go watch and be a part of it, and you know, and, you know take in Vegas, play some golf, do all the things that. But guess what? We're still living in, in a pandemic, right? And and, and you got to be. That's what that's what makes all the champions over this last year so much more impressive. The the Bucks, the um, the Alabama Crimson Tide, and whoever Seattle Storm comes and the that. Lakers and the Dodgers and all yeah. these teams that I've had to all play during this really uh, unprecedented and historic time. I think we'll get there when it comes to fan experiences. But at first, we got to get the players back on the field and the courts safely. And, and you know, these organizations, these leagues are, are are doing the best they can, it seems like, to do so. Um, you mentioned, you know, your love of March Madness and college basketball, and I gave a quick shout-out to Juwan Howard. But I also want to uh, take a moment on our show to shine a light on somebody who is already a superstar. She's my favorite player in the country. I don't know how familiar you are, Ryan, with Paige Beckers out at oh, UConn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because we had the best player in the Pac-12 for the last three years, and Sabrina Inescu. Mm-hmm. That you know that. So, watching this play out, and and uh, Ariama really, <laughs> he, I mean, he knows how to go and find him and get him. And but then he, but they he's come even to more, him though. They come to UConn. They know that that's where they want to go if they want to take it to the next level. And but he's even blown that. away at her stardom. Like he's like blown away about like her stardom, and he's had some greats there that played. If you're not familiar with Paige, she comes out of Minnetonka, Minnesota, where she played five years varsity basketball. That tells you everything you need to know. She's a three-time Minnesota Gatorade Player of the Year in high school, three times Player of the Year in the state. The numbers she's putting up this year at UConn are nothing short of historic. She's must-see TV the one bad game she had in her first 16 this year, the one bad game, again, as a freshman coming into the most storied program in women's college basketball, she goes 3 of 14 versus Tennessee, but guess what? Hits the game-winning three, still has eight boards and seven assists. Oh, yeah, by the way, on the season, Ryan, she's shooting 55% from three. Is that decent? It's ridiculous is what it is. And well, she continues this pace for her career at UConn. She will be the only player, not Maya Moore, not Diana Taurasi, not Rebecca Lobo, the only player at UConn to average 20 points a game for her entire career. She keeps up this pace, which she's already doing as a freshman. What's the, uh, what's the rule in, in the WNBA side of things? When, when can a player declare for the draft? Because why wouldn't, why wouldn't she go play professional basketball after this year? That, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know if it has the same type of age restrictions as the NBA does. I believe players can leave early. However, most choose to stay for all four years, but I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. I hope somebody, somebody could tweet us. I am Ben Lyons at Ryan D. Leaf. 
Uh, let us know what the WNBA uh, age restrictions are or limitations. Because you're because right. Why wouldn't she? Right? Why wouldn't she just leave yeah. after this year? Um, but she came in with all this hype. I've been a fan of hers for a few years now, and, and thanks to social media, you can see their highlights at a younger age. And I mean, some of the stuff she does with the basketball is just incredible. Um, you mentioned Coach Ariema, who who knows how to find these transcendent talents. Uh, here's a quote he had uh, about the stardom uh, that surrounds Paige Beckers. I don't think she can believe all the hype. I don't think she can believe all the, you know, stuff that's out there about her. Because that's not, that's like 180 away from who she really is on the court with our players. And you would never know, except for her talent. You would never know. You know, she, she's just a regular, regular kid that has a lot of talent. You know, she's in the gym all the time working on her game. So you would think somebody that's famous, that somebody, you know, that has all this would just take it for granted. She's in the gym all the time working on her game. And the kids know it. And, you know, they they love playing with her because when they're open, they get the ball. And when she's open, they throw it to her and she scores. So, you know, she she hasn't been walking around or acting like I'm any different than anybody else. I'm just... You know, a freshman coming into a big-time program trying to find my way. That's hard to do. It's easier said than done, Ryan. And that's something I really marvel at in today's social media age. When you have a player who comes into a big-time college program or a big-time pro program and is already decorated, is already different from their peers, um, to have that kind of hardworking attitude, humility, put your blinders on, I think with Instagram and Twitter – in today's world is really hard to do. It can be. But when we, when the microscope comes into focus, there's not a many, there's not a lot of these people, right? They exist for a reason, right? We're talking about Tom Brady a little earlier. We're talking about LeBron James. We're talking about this situation. They, they rise to the top, right? So, we are we are in shock, I think, a little bit when it does happen because it's so far between, and you're like they have all these distractions, all these things going on. Yet they, there are just certain people that are able to get to that place, and it's not like this. That's why it sounds so difficult because they're so rare. It's just it's it's rare. Um, it doesn't happen all the time. If it did, we wouldn't have so much respect and uh, and uh, excitement about it. I think is the best way to look at that. And our engineer here, Art, you have the second soundbite from Gino, right? Yeah, let's play that one from him as well. You know, don't get me wrong. She knows she's good. She knows she's good. That's what's great about it, too, is that she knows that she's transcended. She knows that she is iconic in the making, yet she's able to, you know, put all that aside. He, he calls her Kardashian at practice because he says you're famous for being famous because she's already <laughs> a huge well, star. That's, that's she hasn't necessary. won anything yet. I know that's not, she's really good. So she's, but it, it happens all the time, right? It happens with these NBA players that are in high school that, that, um, you know, come out of high school after one year and things like that. They're just, they haven't done anything in terms of what expectation exists from him. DeAndre Ayton with the Phoenix Suns, right? Will he ever, I mean, he's was one of the most freakish recruits ever to go to the university of Arizona, number one draft pick, uh, a couple years ago. And, you know, you get lost in places. Joe Burrow, he goes to Cincinnati. You know, Trevor Lawrence is going to go to Jacksonville, people. All right? Jacksonville has never produced a Hall of Fame player. So he would be the first. He would be the first 
to do it. So he would have to break all the molds. He'd have to do all these things, accomplish something. And he's capable of doing that because it's Trevor Lawrence. But guess what? There's no history that backs this stuff up. You go to UConn, you're going to win championships. If you don't, then that's going to be even a louder conversation that surrounds her than her being famous for being famous. No, it's, it's crazy when you're already talking Hall of Fame expectations for a guy who hasn't even been drafted yet. But that's, that, I, when you're talking at that level, there's different levels to all this. When you're talking at that level, it's totally understandable. I just appreciate being on a show with a guy like you today and talking about a superstar in the making like a Paige Beckers at UConn or even you think of Zion in college, the hype that was around him. And how you navigate that and how it's easy to get to, to, to lose your way and to stumble when you have all well, you that success early on. When you're in it, like when I was in it with Peyton Manning in 1998, first and second pick in the draft, like I was like, this is how it's supposed to be. This is where I'm supposed to be at. It wasn't foreign to me, and I didn't think it was going to end the way it did, right? We, you're in it. You believe it to be true, and then you gotta you got to manufacture and, and – navigate your way through it in the best and most healthy way you can well her star uh, her star story is still unfolding uh she's must see tv if you have a chance to check out uconn be sure to check out Paige becker she's phenomenal my favorite basketball player in the country right now all right we got dr clapper coming up next he's going to break down this anthony davis achilles situation it's ben Lyons and ryan leaf filling in for rich eisen on the rich eisen show